0: Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepix.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. One hundred dollars. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market, focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players, and you can win up to ten times on any entry. Prize Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entries. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron parlay with the under on the Homes. They've got college sports. Pro Sports, literally anything and everything you can think of, they have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play, and they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with their friends at Prize Picks, and you should. As well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. In Juice Wells. And again, I think it's important for every single player and every single position group to set fair and realistic expectations. So when you hear me throw out these numbers or throw out expectations, you know that they are fair, that they are doable. When I start with Juice Wells, I think a successful season for him guys, after having what, just under a thousand yards receiving and six or seven touchdowns last year, six touchdowns to be exact. I think a 1,000 yards receiving and 10-plus touchdowns for Juice Wells, not only is it doable, but I think it should be the expectation for the Gamecocks' number one option on the outside. I mean, you think about it, guys. This is a dude who was able to accumulate 928 yards and six touchdowns in that offense a season ago. As porous as that offense was, Juice Wells was still able to put up those numbers. And when you factor in the fact that South Carolina is going to be looking for answers in the running game, I don't think it's a bold take to say that they're going to be a pass-happy football team. At minimum, I think 60-40 pass to run. They're going to be throwing the football downfield, letting Spencer Rattler do his thing. I mean, I think for South Carolina to have the kind of season that we all want for them to at least get back and, and match last year's win total, I think Juice Wells has to be a guy that hits 1,000 yards. I think that should be the expectation, and I think that would be a successful campaign for Juice if, again, he can eclipse that 1,000-yard number when it comes to receiving yards and double-digit touchdowns. Only five Gamecocks in school history have accumulated a 1,000 or more receiving yards in a season, and only six Gamecocks in school history have had double-digit receiving touchdowns in a season. So it's an accomplishment, but I think Juice Wells is more than capable, especially when you factor in the type of offense we expect South Carolina to be running this season. We talked a lot about Xavier Leggett yesterday as being the most approved wide receiver in this room, and I stand by that, of course, today. I think it's a no-brainer when you look at the hype, the potential, the hoopla, what have you, that Xavier Leggett needs to, this is do or die this season. It's now or never for Xavier Legat to finally fulfill that potential and meet the expectations set upon him. I'm keeping very realistic expectations for a guy like Xavier Leggett, because it's sort of a double-edged sword when you talk about a guy like that. On one hand, they have great potential that they have not met. And I've seen folks saying he could be a 700 or 800. He could push for 1,000 yards receiving this year. Sky. Sky high potential. It's through the roof. He could be the next big thing. But on the other side, guys, and here's the harsh reality. After three or four or five years in college football, you know, you have these guys that every single year we come into a season and they're they're the popular pick for breakout player at their respective position. But at some point, you just are what you are. You know, I kind of equate it to baseball, like, you know, there are these big power hitters that, you know, in batting practice, they hit 500-foot bombs. But in the games, they, they just miss. He, oh, he's just missing. Once he gets on, he's going to be a 20-home run-in-a-season kind of guy. But after a while, if you keep missing, at some point, you're not a power hitter. You're, you're a guy who just misses. Like, you no longer have potential. You are a guy who constantly, consistently just misses. That defines you. And I'm not saying that's going to be the case for Xavier Leggett. But when I look at his season, what will define success? Number one, he needs to live up to his true potential. Because there's no more Josh Van, There's no more Jalen Brooks. He's in the spotlight. He's front and center. The number two spot right there behind Juice Wells is there for the taking. And guess what? With all the attention Juice is going to get this season, it's your time to shine. Here's the number I would like to see for Xavier Leggett, and it's going to be more conservative than some of you. 450 or more receiving yards. I think that would be a successful season. Just to give you some perspective, by the way, Jalen Brooks finished with just over 500 receiving yards a season ago. Do you realize that a 450 or more yard receiving season would double Xavier Leggett's career total at South Carolina. It would double it. A guy that had 167 total receiving yards last year. He's got 423 receiving yards over his entire career to this point. Again, that's not to say he can't break out this year, but I'm talking about setting... <clears throat> excuse me, guys, realistic expectations. I think 450 or more receiving yards for Xavier Leggett would be a fantastic way to finish his South Carolina career. I think it would show, hey, he has emerged as a nice weapon on the outside. He doesn't have to have a 700 or 800-yard type season. He may not be that kind of guy. But you hit that 500 mark, you go 450 or more, couple touchdowns on the year, I think that will be a solid campaign and will be a sign of Xavier Leggett finally living up to that big time potential that he has. You look at the rest of the room. Guys I need to see step up as dependable options on the outside and really truly emerge. I look at Eddie Lewis, I look at Morgan Brown, a pair of transfers by the way. Of course Eddie Lewis coming over from Memphis this past offseason and Morgan Brown, a couple of years ago, a guy that, listen, you could also argue he hasn't lived up to his potential either.
1: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
0: because Amarian Brown at Georgia Tech, he was fantastic back in 2020. Has not really been that guy for South Carolina. You look at Eddie Lewis last year, he is the most accomplished collegiate wide receiver in this room, not named Juice Wells. Had six touchdowns for the Memphis Tigers a season ago. But someone out of Eddie Lewis or Amarian Brown, those guys both, I would say, actually, They need to emerge as as just dependable options. Again, you're not asking for these guys to be seven or 800-yard guys, but be a 300-yard guy, be a 400-yard guy, be a 500-yard guy. Again, Eddie Lewis has done it before, and this was a dude that you saw South Carolina really target him in that spring game. I think he's certainly capable. I mean, guys, I mentioned a couple of days ago, I think Eddie Lewis is fighting Xavier Leggett for that number two spot. I think it could be Lewis that has that 500 or 600-yard receiving season and serves as the number two option. And I think they can be really nice complementary pieces. All three can, Xavier Leggett, Lewis, and Amarian Brown as well. But you need to see these guys outside of Juice Wells for Juice to have the type of season he wants to have, for the passing attack to have the type of season that South Carolina wants to have guys like Eddie Lewis and Amarian Brown. They need to step up and be contributors, man. 400, 500 yards. Again, you're not asking the world of these dudes, but you can't just disappear and be a 100-yard a receiving guy, a 150-yard receiving guy. And that's what Amarian Brown, that's what he's been at South Carolina. I mean, Eddie Lewis, he was really good at Memphis. Can he make that transition to the SEC? Similar to how Juice Wells did. Need to see those guys emerge as dependable options. You then go to freshman phenom, Nicholas Harbor. Now, many folks out there are going to set some wild expectations for this true freshman. I've talked before, guys. I mean, I think you're going to see Nicholas Harbor on the field early and often for the Gamecocks. But I saw a comment actually this morning on social media, and someone made a great point about this. Think back and realize that even the the great Alshon Jeffrey, it took him about six games to really get going. And while I think Nicholas Harbour is going to be a guy, they're going to try to utilize his speed, his size, his athleticism. He's just natural gifts as an athlete. They're going to try to utilize that, I think, early on the season. And I wouldn't be surprised if he made somewhat of an impact. But, you know, I'm not really expecting until about the midway point where he's got to learn the nuances of the wide receiver position. He's got to adjust to the speed of SEC football, playing wide receiver specifically at the SEC. Being a fast guy on the track and field side of things is one thing, but football speed, SEC football speed, it's different. And so when I look at Nicholas Harbor, he's one of the most gifted athletes to ever put on the Garnet and Black. Bottom line, point blank, end of story. He's going to be a fantastic player. For his first year as a true freshman, I think 20 or more catches. I I think that would be a fantastic year. I I do. Because you look at the other weapons. You got Juice Wells. You got some of these other guys more experienced. We haven't even gotten the tight ends yet. You've got the running game. Nicholas Harbour, more than likely, he's not going to be your feature guy. And he doesn't have to be. right? You don't have to ask that of him. Now, later in the season, Because he's so talented, I wouldn't be surprised if Nicholas Harbour is in your top three or four receivers and is rotating in because he's just that athletically gifted. And especially, again, if he's able to grasp the nuances of the wide receiver position rather quickly. But you give me 25, 20 catches, 20 or more catches. You give me a 25-catch campaign, a couple of touchdowns for Nick Harbour, he shows flashes of his real potential, and really, guys – It's about setting himself up. I mean, making an impact as a true freshman is great, but setting himself up to be the dude in 2024. Because, of course, Juice Wells, he's going to do his thing this year. He's going to go to the NFL draft, go to the NFL, have a successful career. Well, wide receiver one is going to be wide open. We're expecting Nicholas Harbour is going to fill in and be that guy. So it's really about, in year one, laying the groundwork for future success. 20 or more catches for Nick Harbour, I think, in year one will do that. Guys, developing a young talent is something I want to see. I I think for success for the wide receiver room, developing young talent, such as Omega Blake, Landon Sampson, Elijah Caldwell, who was someone that Spencer Rattler specifically name-dropped at SEC Media Days, Kyla Corton, Kelton Henderson, Tyshawn Russell, et cetera. These are all dudes that a lot of them featured really shiny recruiting profiles. Didn't see a lot of them last year, at least the ones that were on campus. Justin Stepp has established himself as one of the best recruiters in the SEC, and I think one of the best wide receiver coaches as well. But when you have as many question marks, and you do have question marks in this wide receiver room in regards to proven talent and proven talent, collegiate experience, especially SEC experience. You need some young guys to emerge and to step up. And you look at the future as well. Again, Juice Wells is going to leave. Xavier Leggett is going to leave. Eddie Lewis, I believe, only has one year. Amarion Brown, done after this year. You're going to be losing a lot of that wide receiver room going into 2024 and beyond. You've done... Pretty well, I would say, on the recruiting trail. Again, a lot of the guys I just mentioned, they had really, really shiny recruiting profiles. It's time for a couple of those guys to step up. Like, we need to see the development of some of those young guys and see some of them start to get more involved. Get into the action, if you will. Again, is it Omega Blake? Is it Samson? Is it Caldwell? Is it Horton? Henderson? Just take your pick. But there are plenty of quality options in this room. And so I'd like to see, they don't have to be big-time breakout stars, but just give us some glimpses of promise for tomorrow. Give us some glimpses of hope for 2024 and beyond with this young crop of receivers that you have in your room. And finally, guys, when I'm defining success for the Gamecocks wide receivers this upcoming season, it's tough to quantify this really because I don't, there's not a stat that you can look to and say, okay, They accomplished this. They accomplished that. But for success for this receiver room, you know, I I thought early in the season last year, you know, we put all the pressure, all the blame, all the credit goes to Spencer Rattler and the offensive coordinator. But I tell you this, South Carolina's receivers, they did not help Spencer Rattler a season ago, especially early on. You know, you think back, I mean, Xavier Leggett at one point was really struggling had a pair of drops in the South Carolina State game that led to interceptions. We saw that a couple of other times as well early in the season. And for this season to be a success, when you look at the talent you have in the room, you know, Steve Spurrier used to preach this. It wasn't just about, oh, you know, make the catches you're supposed to make. Well, no, duh. You don't drop passes. You don't drop a well-thrown ball. It's about making the tough catches. Making the 50-50 catches. Making the effort catches. And assisting your quarterback, Spencer Rattler. Again, guys, Steve Spurrier used to complain, we're not making enough 50-50 catches. We're not helping our quarterback. That's something you've got to do. And South Carolina, early on, again, we put all the blame on Spencer Rattler and it's the nature of the position. But he did not get a bunch of help last year. Early on, that is. And you got a lot of talented guys in this room. Those mishaps of tip balls turning into picks or, or, or drop passes, you know, that are, that are sure touchdowns, it, it just can't happen. It, it's inexcusable. And so, for this receiver room to reach their full potential, to maximize that, and to have the type of season that both they and Spencer Rattler and this Game Cox offense want to have, it's about making those tough plays, making those 50 50 catches. You've got the bodies in the room. And to have success, you need to do more of that in this 2023 football season.